Hello everyone, this is Caitlin. I just wanted to drop in and give y'all a heads up that we had some weird technical issues with this recording. We suspect ghosts may have been involved as we did record this on Halloween, but you may hear tapping noises or weird background sounds. Um, I'm really sorry, I did my best to edit everything out, but you still may hear them. Uh, this should just be a one-time fluke, so I hope it doesn't bother you too much, and please enjoy the episode. Okay, drama! Cliffhanger, that kiss finally. Mm-hmm. Big old kiss and the lovely music playing. Yes. And so now it's like, are they together? Those cliffhangers are really what make Korean dramas so bingeable mm-hmm. because <clears throat> I remember when I watched it for the first time, I was like, well, I need to watch the next one. <laughs> I need to know what happens after the kiss. Yeah, I can't. I can't keep going on like this, like just wondering. So I don't know if I could ever watch a K-drama live where mm-hmm. I have to wait a whole week to see yeah. what comes next. Yeah. So we will start the episode like we do every episode by reading the synopsis mm-hmm. for the drama. So the Kokowa synopsis is Jijin bumped into Captain August. Myeongju came to Urk. <laughs> I still don't know how to pronounce yeah. that country. And Shijin got a phone call from Muyan who's in danger. Mm-hmm. Dot dot dot. Uh, on Hulu the synopsis is, after her first kiss with Shujin, Moyan is confused. Is this anxiety or excitement? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Shujin receives a call from her. On the other end, he hears her voice mixed with tears, asking him to save her. He hurriedly drives his car in search of her. <laughs> Hulu never disappoints. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> with their, I guess, analysis of characters' feelings. But is this anxiety or excitement? Or that's, um... Again, not really conveyed in the show. No, like, no, for not me, at all. it's more confusion. Yeah, but oh well, you know, who can take creative license mm-hmm. with their mm-hmm. synopsis? Have fun. The episode starts with Mo Yan and Shi Jin in the dining area drinking wine, and mm-hmm. Shi Jin kisses her. The "I Love You" song plays. It's really beautiful. It seems like a really nice first kiss. Where, nice natural kiss. Yeah, like not forced or anything. Yeah, he's not. It's not sloppy, and it's not too, like, pushy or whatever. Like, it just seems really pleasant, if that makes sense. So they kind of, like, take a breath, and he tries to kiss her again. But then she turns away, and it's kind of awkward. And then Mo Yan does that, like, classic Mo Yan thing, where she's just like, okay, bye. Yeah, (laughs) runs away. Yeah, and, um, but then she, like, takes the wine with her, which I love. Not even her wine. No. You go. You go. No, I love how she's like, uh, you said I could have this. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, she takes it. Uh, yeah, I think everything is really pretty lovely before all that happens. Mm-hmm. The music is playing. They're enjoying this kiss, but then suddenly the music just cuts off. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that everything just suddenly feels really different. And they both look confused and uncomfortable as to what just happened. Mm-hmm. She's confused, I think, by the whole kiss itself and what that means. 
and he's confused as to why did we stop and uh-huh. why isn't this continuing. Um, and I think that all goes back to her not being able to accept his job, his position, what he does, and all that stuff. And yeah. Just run away with that wine. I know. <laughs> That's my strategy for a lot of stuff. So we cut back to Moyan, and she's in her little tent room thing, and she looks deep in thought, and, you know, we can, I guess, assume that she's thinking about what just happened, mm-hmm. and maybe the future, what, you know, what this means for their relationship in general. And then we cut to the half-Korean girl with the gun, and we see a guy in a suit that was also at the little memorial service mm-hmm. that Shijin and Moyan went to the previous episode. And at first, you're like, oh my god, someone's gonna, like, break in, because she has the gun, yeah, she's and it's ready. really intense. But then it turns out that they know each other, and... Um, this is the Daniel that everyone's been talking about. Mm-hmm. The guy that seems like a fucking renaissance man. Yeah. He can just do anything. Like, yeah. he's a doctor. He fixes he's cars. He's a He does everything. Yeah. He's, he's great. <laughs> um, so then we cut to the medical team at a solar energy plant, and it's run by a Korean company, which is the parent company of the hospital. Mm-hmm. So we meet the chief manager, and he's a total dick. Um, Agreed. They have this really awkward interaction where the, like, construction manager Mm -hmm. is talking to the medical staff, and I guess the medical staff is there because they're, like, doing checkups on the workers. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, I think. And then, so the chief manager of the solar plant, not of the construction team, I guess, he's there, and he, like, tries to make himself sound more important, Mm -hmm. and, um, the nurse, the older nurse, makes fun of his name because I guess his name in Korean sounds like the Korean word for receipt, <laughs> which, okay. But then he says that his English name is Richard, but the way he pronounces Richard is great. And in my notes, I've just typed his name Richard with like four R's. Every yeah, time. I'm, I'm not even sure how to say it in the, in the way he says yeah. it. Yeah. Richard. <laughs> but I am just gonna say, like, fuck this Richard guy. Like, he fucking yeah. sucks. He gives me bad vibes, like, the minute he walks up to them because mm-hmm. he's rude, he thinks he's better than everyone, he thinks he's smarter than everyone, he looks better, like, he just thinks he's a fucking badass. And he comes off so douchey. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's the worst. Yeah. And he, he's one of those guys where, like, in the U.S., I feel like he would shop at Express or something. Yes, <laughs> like Expressman. All those, all those tight shirts. Yeah. yeah. And contrary to him, the construction manager guy mm-hmm. is very sweet. He's an older man. Mm-hmm. He's joking around. He just looks really happy. Yeah. And this other guy just seems very douchey. Yeah, total douche. <laughs> the young doctor calls, and he's found out the name of the kid with blood poisoning, Blucky. Mm-hmm. Side note. <laughs> When we were watching this episode for the first time on Drama Fever, the subs showed his name as Blackie. Blackie, yes. B-L-A-C-K-I-E, which was, like, really fucked up because the kid is black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, this is why I didn't like your subs. Yeah. R.I.P. On... Drama Fever. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the fun. Yeah. Um, on Vicky, it's B-L-E-K-I. Yeah. Blackie. Blackie. And I was telling, so um, a few months ago, we watched this episode with 
our two boyfriends, and I was trying to tell everyone, like, no, it's Blackie, it's not Blackie, like, I promise, because <laughs> they were like, what type of show is this calling this kid Blackie, and I was like, no, 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 it's a bad subtitle, <laughs> so, anyway, Blackie has disappeared from the hospital, but he left a map to where he lives, I guess, and the young doctor asks Shijin to help him. Mm-hmm. And I found that whole moment kind of funny because there's the part where the young doctor gives him the map. And it's uh-huh. this map drawn by a kid. Mm-hmm. He's like, can you help us find this place? And Shijin looks at it really seriously. Mm-hmm. And he's like, surrounded by the monkey forest. Next to it is the cat's rock. Just like he, like, like he's making shit up, like how he knows where it's at. You know, like, oh yeah, the monkey forest. Okay, I thought that for like the first, again, seven times. Uh-huh. Like, fucking watch the show, but then I realized if you look at the picture, it's because he drew a monkey. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, okay, yeah. you just think yeah. the names are dumb? No, because he's, like, <laughs> because he gives him this map, uh-huh. like, like, you'll know where this kid is at from this map. Oh, uh-huh. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, okay, I know, uh-huh. where there's a cat at a rock and a monkey in a forest. Okay. Uh-huh. That's kind of how I read it. Oh, okay, because I think, like, it's, like, they have a landmark called, like, Cat Rock. Mm. So the kid drew, like, a cat and a rock to signify, like, that's cat rock. And Interesting. And monkey for it. I don't I know. don't know. To me, it just seemed like a weird fucking kid drawing. Okay, that's what I thought the first couple times that I saw it. But then I was like, oh, maybe it's one of those things where, like, you know, in smaller rural areas, mm-hmm. they have those, like, weird landmarks. I don't know. But ultimately we figure out that like Blecky is not the kid's name. It's the name of the village. And Shijin's the one that says it. Yeah. Which, he's like, this isn't this isn't the kid's name. This is the name of the town or, which or the village. Makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably how he found them, not Cat yeah. Rock, but Yeah. What if so um the young doctor offers to go look for him now that he's figured out like that Blecky is the name of the mm-hmm. town. But Moyan says that she'll go, and she asks Shijin to go with her. And this part is, like, kind of awkward because she seems kind of embarrassed to be mm-hmm. around him. But then I think it's weird that she asks like, him. Yeah, like, will you go with me? And I'm like, if it were me, the coward that I am, <laughs> I'd be like, no, you two go together, bye. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, this is weird, and I don't want to be around this anymore. I feel like she should have or would have, knowing her, let the younger doctor go. Mm-hmm. Or maybe asked one of the other soldiers to go with her. Mm-hmm. Maybe Snoopy if he's not being mean. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's standing next to her. She asks him. Um, and then while they're driving in the car, he tries to bring up the kiss, of course. And she cuts him off and says she doesn't want to talk about everything until she's figured out her feelings. Right now she is confused. And I also like how... He said at one point, like, I was avoiding things, too, and avoiding things are fine, Mm -hmm. but I ended up gathering my courage after thinking about it, and I was assuming it was kissing her Mm -hmm. a thousand times. And at that point, she's in the passenger seat, and she looks at him like, what? Yeah. And then the music starts playing, and it's it's just this moment of him being, like, incredibly honest with her. Yeah, like, About his feelings, yeah. I think it's interesting, too, because while he says all this... His face doesn't have a lot of emotion mm-hmm. behind it either, though, like, he has a pretty good poker face mm-hmm. throughout. So even though he's saying this, like, really romantic confession of love, yeah. basically, he's, like, really serious, which 
I don't know. I think it's it, it seems so different from like Soda Young, where you can really see what he's mm-hmm. feeling at all times, mm-hmm. but he doesn't talk. Where Shi Jin, like, you can't really figure out what's going on in his head, but he but talks he's saying, a lot. He's verbalizing mm-hmm. it, and it sounds like so sweet or amazing, but it doesn't look like yeah. he means it. I don't know. It, they're they're two very yes. great guys in different ways. So they keep driving, and they find Blackie, and um, Mo Yan meets with the kid and his mom, and they, I wrote the kid formerly known as Blackie. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so she's trying to explain, like, you know, he needs to keep taking medication, mm-hmm. and uh, she, like, draws little pictures. One in the morning. One yeah. Night. And she asks Shijin, like, do you think they understood me? And he's like, oh, no, she says, did they thank me? And he's like, well, it'd be weird if they were, like, being mean to you. If they were, like, get lost or something. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, he's being kind of And it's so weird, because, again, he was just being, like, incredibly sweet and saying these things. So Uh both of them are just always flip-flopping constantly. And just like, either fucking be nice or be mean and don't talk to each other again. I think it's one of those things where it seems like with both of them, like, they both will try to be like, okay, I'm going to be vulnerable. And then the other, and then the other one's being an asshole. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, they don't reciprocate, so then they yeah. get in a bad mood. And mm-hmm. then the other person's like, well, I'm coming around. And then it's just like, they're never on the same page. Yeah. Each other. Very frustrating, <laughs> to yes. say the least. Then we cut to Myeongju talking to the commander in Urk, and she's presented with all these gifts, like watches and pens <laughs> and things like that. And she's wondering if she's getting special treatment. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> the commander, who's usually kind of a jerk to Shijin, is super nice to her. And he keeps bringing up her dad, which is super awkward. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, okay, like, I'm done here. <laughs> and she gets a phone call, which she tells the commander is super important. And it ends up being a super detailed status report about Sodeon from another soldier back in Korea. <laughs> Yeah, to side note that, like, obviously, this commander is sweet-talking her. Mm-hmm. Like, we've talked about in previous episodes, he doesn't give a shit about his job, necessarily, other than going higher, making more money, getting that status. So, to him, it's like, she's a, quote, important person. Mm-hmm. Her dad is a, quote, very important person, so I need to make her happy so her dad knows, and her dad is happy with me. You know, yeah. that whole mm-hmm. bullshit. Ugh. Politics of it all. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so goofy military music is playing because she's talking on the phone with this commander, or she's talking on the phone with this guy about Sadie Young and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he's just giving her a report like, yeah, he was over here eating, he was over here talking to these guys or that guy. Uh-huh. And you see him walk by the door uh-huh. in the background, like blurry, uh-huh. out of focus. And then you see him come back around, and he's just standing in the doorway. That guy sees him, flips out, hides behind his computer. <laughs> I know. And then he starts talking to him, and you can, like, Myungju can hear him over the phone. She's like, it's okay. I heard his voice. <laughs> it was so funny and adorable. I know. I love that the guy keeps giving her the sass report, like, up until, uh-huh. like, He's right minutes. there. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, five meters away. Uh-huh. He's right by me. <laughs> And then Soda Young is like, what's the first rule if you're captured by the enemy? And what does he say? Like, self-destruct or something? <laughs> and he and Soda Young's like, no, you do what they say. And he, like, hangs up the phone. I love, I love those, like, goofy moments mm-hmm. in the show. When that funny music plays, you know it's going to be good. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
cut back to Mohyeon and Shijin. Um, they're at that weird Western bar, which I guess is also a restaurant. <laughs> and, a um, Coyote Ugly bar. Exactly, Coyote <laughs> Ugly. We'll just call it that. <laughs> Um, Shijin is trying really hard to focus on Mo-Yan and not check out the waitress slash bartender girl who is always wearing that, like, corset thing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. has her boobs all out and stuff. Um, I love Mo-Yan's facial expression throughout this whole thing because she's, like, super judgy. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily of, oh, kind of of the girl. Yeah. But almost more of, like, She's judging him for trying to, like, so yeah. hard not to check this girl out, like... And also taking her to this type of restaurant, like, yes. where there's people dressed like this and, you know, weird for her. Yeah, I think she mentioned something like, so this is your favorite restaurant? <laughs> and he throws so the Young under the bus again, like, no, this is his favorite restaurant. And, um, I think, oh, I wrote down that. Shijin says he actually prefers instant noodles <laughs> to a place like this. <laughs> God, he's so full of shit. <laughs> so, Mo-Yan offers to buy lunch, but she gets to ask him a personal question in exchange. And she asks why he became a soldier. And he offers up... I I think this is kind of a similar um, answer to when he asked Mo-Yan why she became a doctor. Mm-hmm. She said it was basically to make money and she was good at math. He says because someone has to do it. And he kind of just left it at that, not yeah. like, you know, my family did it, or mm-hmm. I I was athletic or whatever. Like, he just, like, you know, I figured why not me, basically. And he wonders if the reason that she's so confused about their relationship is because she doesn't like his job. Mm-hmm. So, That's what I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, it seems pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Considering the fact that they broke up. Yep. Because of his job. Like, mm-hmm. that's not really a question anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go into this discussion about patriotism, which I found to be kind of tiresome. Like, they've kind of talked about patriotism and the, you know, I guess, duty and honor yeah. and all of that stuff before. And I'm kind of like, just get to the part where you're either, either be together, together or, or break up. Don't <laughs> yeah. decide already. I do want to jump in and say, like, you did mention, I think maybe episode one or something, mm-hmm. or maybe your intro, I'm not sure, uh, that every male citizen in South Korea is required to join the armed forces for those two years of service or whatever. Mm-hmm. So being in like armed forces isn't necessarily that big of a deal, but I guess in terms of his case where he's stuck around and has actually made a career out of it and has done like so much with it and obviously mm-hmm. has no intention of leaving anytime mm-hmm. soon, it's very bothersome to her. Yeah. From what I understand, it's kind of, um, so you can join the army, like, voluntarily Mm -hmm. and decide to make that your career. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I guess you take a career path like Shijin or Myeongju, where she became a doctor, but for the army. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess it's similar to the U.S., right? Like, you can become an IT person or the Air Force or whatever. Uh, but... I think everyone else just, from what I understand, like, watching pop culture <laughs> Korean stuff, uh-huh. it, the people who join the army because they have to, like, fulfill their terms of They're service. They're like, a small role. Yeah, they, kind of like the, um, the older doctor said at the beginning of one of those other episodes, like, Korean soldiers don't do anything, they just, like, shovel and do <laughs> road work or whatever, uh-huh. like, I think that's kind of the difference, so there's, I get the expectation of what they're mm-hmm. going to be doing, maybe. 
So Chijin asks if their relationship would be easier if he was a child. Which brings us to our say what moment of the episode. What you say? Well, I'm just asking. Say what? Come on. So, did you know what a tribal was? Yes. No. Okay. Tell me all that. <laughs> um, a tribal is well. There are two, I guess, definitions of a tribal. There's the actual definition, which is a Korean conglomerate business, usually owned by a family. Okay. So my understanding is that, uh, well, a conglomerate business. So basically it's kind of like the parent company and they own all these mini companies underneath. So they're going to have like a cosmetics company Mm -hmm. and a shipping company and a hospital and all these. So they're basically rich dudes. Mm -hmm. That is the other, you know, Korean drama definition. It's a rich guy who's really good looking and he comes from family money um there's actually a genre of k-dramas called like a tribal drama which mm, okay basically it's usually a rich guy falls in love with a poor girl and you know drama okay. ensues okay. but yeah so i think if you hear a tribal outside of a drama i guess scenario it's talking about the business it's talking aspect. about the, yeah but yeah. If you're calling someone a tribal, it's like, it's a person who's really rich who came from family money. Moyan says, no, that she doesn't wish he was a tribal because that would have been too ordinary. So again, it's like, well, what do you want this guy to be? (laughs) Their relationship. It's so frustrating. They leave the restaurant and Shijin sees that fake Yuan guy having a beer, I guess, on the street, like a couple of bars down. Mm -hmm. And she then kind of turns uh, Moyan around, and he tells her to go to the hardware store because he just realized that he has to go back to base and take more of or take care of more paperwork, and mm-hmm. he can't give her a ride back. And at that point, she's asking him a lot of questions like, well, "What are you gonna do? Or what happened? Or what's going on?" Mm-hmm. And he's very good at answering in a way to not piss her off. Mm-hmm. And also to like get her out of there as quickly and safely as possible. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously worried about her being seen by these people or them doing something while she's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of like watching them while watching her mm-hmm. and trying to talk her into leaving and getting out of there. Yeah, he he seems really capable of handling like a crisis situation mm-hmm. of remaining calm. Mm-hmm. But it's also really tense because I think they have like that tense music and the guys yeah. keep kind of staring at Yeah, them. they recognize him. So, a good situation. <laughs> no. So we cut to Mo Yan um, meeting Dr. Daniel at the <laughs> hardware store. And he, like you said earlier, is basically a modern Renaissance man. <laughs> He's half Korean. Not that that makes you a Renaissance man, but... <laughs> So basically, he can speak English and Korean. He's a doctor. He's, he's a business owner. He's, yeah, a business owner. He is a um, charitable person, I guess, because he he's a relief worker. Mm-hmm. I, got, I don't know. He does everything. Yeah. He can fix anything. He's great, he's basically. Then we cut back to Shijin, and he goes to confront the guy from the fake UN, um, and he has his little gun drawn. Mm-hmm. And they have a back and forth, like, oh, you can't, you know, pull your gun on me. I'm an unarmed civilian. So then Shijin shoots at their tires, <laughs> and they pull their guns on him. He also speaks English, and it sounds really cute, mm-hmm. I will say. Yeah. I like his English accent. I do, too. 
So he keeps, or he asks why they keep showing up near him, but, like, to be fair, Urk seems like a pretty small place. Yeah. And they're in town, so I'm like, where else do you expect people to be? Like, shouldn't you be on base? And the way it cuts to Mulyan with Daniel, and then them a bit, like, she gets there so fast, it seems uh-huh. like it's, like, two doors down, because uh-huh. she also hears the, the shots. Yeah. So she's cl- in close enough range to be able to hear that, so everything is, like... Within a little block. <laughs> yeah. If anything, I would be like, why are you here? Like, why aren't you... You're in the army. Like, why are you at a bar? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really like his reasoning, but I'm still on his side. After all of the hubbub of the <laughs> shooting goes on, the American soldier gangster guy comes out, and Shijin looks really surprised that he's there. And his name is August, which, again, I... Find to be a weird pronunciation of mm-hmm. that spelling, but whatever. Yeah. E-G-U-S, August, confronts Shi <laughs> uh, pretty much straight up. Um, and then it cuts back to Dr. Daniel with Mulyan. And like I said, she heard the gunshots are in close enough range. Mm-hmm. And she looks shocked and scared and like, did anyone get hurt or what was that? What happened? Mm-hmm. And he's on the phone and he tells her it was one of the local gangs. But nobody was hurt, so everything's good. You don't need to worry. She asks him how he knows Shijin, and he tells her that they are members of a, quote, memorial service. Memorial services. Mm -hmm. And they always see each other at funerals, which I think is such a sad thing to say. Like, Mm -hmm. fuck. It sounds fucking devastating. But she asks him if he knows what kind of work Shijin Shijin does, because all she wants to know about is his job and what the fuck he does. So we get a flashback. Oh, Shijin, straight up being tortured. That's, like, really rough. Yeah, it's a hard scene to watch. And the Korean Special Forces save him, and at that point, it shows him convincing them to go back to save August? Is that Mm -hmm. how it's pronounced? August. Um, But his mentor ends up being shot, which would be his son, Bae? Yeah, his son, Bae. His son, ends up getting shot. Yeah, I think he, while he's, like, holding him, he shot, like, son, Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And they were they were originally not gonna save August either. Yeah. And there's like supposed to be explosives happening any minute now. And Sadie Young tells him like, "There's not enough time. We're not gonna make it." He's like, "Well, we better work quick." Yeah. And they end up saving him, and then. Yeah. So I think Shijin already has that like implicit like guilt built in mm-hmm. him already. For I'm sure he. I'm sure he's rationalized it and come to terms with it. Yeah. But I, I saved like, this person's life. My. My friend and my mentor died, but we saved another person who was going to die, which I think is what he would kind of rationalize as his mentor wanting, you know, to save somebody is, that's their job. Mm -hmm. But then we cut back to August and Shijin, and Shijin asks him why he's in Earth and what happened to him. Mm -hmm. August says that the job is pretty much the same as being a soldier, and being a legend in the army doesn't pay. Side note, I'm pretty sure being a high-ranking <laughs> officer in the army does pay, but I, so. I guess not as well as, like, an arms dealer. <laughs> yeah, like, fucking gangster. But, you know, also not as illegal. Yeah. <laughs> so, August warns Shijin to watch his back, mind his own business. So it kind of seems like August doesn't want any trouble with Shijin. He's not out to get yeah. him actively at this point in time. Just leave us alone and yeah. fuck with you. Exactly. Then Shijin says that he shouldn't have interfered with God's will. 
that someone so close to death probably had a reason to be. So we sing this in Korean. And then August makes a comment about him speaking Korean and hiding behind his language. So then Shijin in English says, For God's sake, piss off. I Don't love you dare come near me. That. Or else you're gonna have to pay the price. And yeah. again, in his cute little English. Yeah. And his face is so, like, small. Mm-hmm. And he looks so young. And side note, I sent you a photo of my dad watching. Mm-hmm. It was the first episode. He wouldn't finish because we had to leave. But my parents were both sitting there, and it was just the beginning, like the first maybe 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And it's like the whole army sequence in the beginning. And my mom says, like, she's there watching, and Shijin's coming out, and she's like, Oh, Chiquito, little boy. <laughs> and I was like, he's not even little, though. He's, how old is he, like 30-something? Yeah, I think he's, <laughs> like, he's in his 30s or something. She's like, oh. <laughs> oh, Chiquito. Chiquito. <laughs> oh, it's... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Little baby face. And he looks so much younger than August. Like, oh, yeah. August looks like almost a little bit like weathered. Yeah. He looks very, very much older. Not like an old man, just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's very interesting. (laughs) I've noticed this, and I don't mean this to sound like offensive, but I feel like with Asian people, it's you look super young your whole life (laughs) until you look really old. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no. You know, in between. between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, you grow up, and then you look, you know, 25 to 35 for your whole life, and then <laughs> I'll you- I'll take it. And then you look 80. <laughs> I would take that. So they're basically just doing a bunch of bro yeah. stares back and forth. Then we cut back to Moyan and Dr. Daniel again, and he asks if she has any more questions, and she says, no, that's enough. Which I think it's kind of interesting because we can, I guess, assume that Dr. Daniel gave Moyan a bunch of information mm-hmm. about Shijin. Mm-hmm. But to me, I would be like, I don't know if I should tell her because I just met her. Yeah. And that seems like pretty private yeah. information. It would be one thing if if he introduced her like, oh, this is Moyan, my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But it kind of seems like... She's just this person yeah. that why would, supposedly knows him, yeah, and we like, don't know how well she knows him. Why would Dr. Daniel feel comfortable telling her Shijin's business? That, so he's not a renaissance man. He cool. doesn't know how to <laughs> hold a good conversation no. that doesn't give out everyone's fucking life story and secrets. Yeah, he's just like, let me tell you something. Uh-huh. <laughs> All the cheese men. Uh-huh. I would like Dr. Daniel. We <laughs> would have a, a tell lot of long <laughs> So she says, you know, that's enough. And he asks, enough to do what? To understand or to keep your distance? Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a good line. And then I think in his face, he's kind of like, oh, fuck. Like, maybe I shouldn't have said mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that at that point. But uh, then we cut to Moyan, And again, she's deep in thought. And she's driving back to the base. And she starts to call Shijin while she's driving, which mm-hmm. is a no-no. Mm-hmm. And then she gets run off the road by a big truck. Mm-hmm. And I made a note on this. I said, this is why we don't fuck around on phones while driving, especially on winding-ass roads. Like, come yes. on, girl. Like, you don't belong to that fucking village. You don't know what these <laughs> roads are like. What are you doing? I know. And she just, like, has the phone on the console. Like, it's just none of that is okay. Yeah, it's not even, like, a mount. It's just, no. like, I'm gonna prop my phone up against right this up moving here. car in this little old And it's, it's such a small little 
road. And it's not even like it was the truck's fault. She's straight up in their little like God. Yeah, not not safe. Not a good look. Not safe for a doctor. Not very smart. No. After she gets run off, she, you know, turns the wheel really mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. and she goes down this little cliff thing. And then her jeep stops, and basically the two front tires are hanging off of a cliff, mm-hmm. and she is freaking out. And so this is a great moment where we get to see Mo Young cry again. Mm-hmm. And this actress, um, Song Hee Kyo, is so good at mm-hmm. crying. Deserves an award for those tears. Exactly. Because those eyes, they just, like, they're filled with water. Mm-hmm. Pools of water in those eyeballs. Like, you don't, like, those aren't fake tears. Mm-hmm. Those are Those are the real deal. So <laughs> I love this part because... Again, I kind of feel like me being the narcissist that I am, I would do this. So she starts recording her final thoughts slash, like, her will on her phone. And I think it's funny because basically up until the end, she's worried about money. Yeah. Like, she's telling her mom, like, get the deposit back if you choose. Yes. Uh-huh. And um, make sure to get my, uh, like, retirement money or whatever. <laughs> make sure all of that goes to you, this and that, going on and on about mm-hmm. the money. And, and before that, she was, the phone call went through with oh, right, Shijin, right, right. yeah. And so she, like, manages to grab the phone, and she's crying to him and screaming for him to please help her and save her. And he's just like, where are you? Like, what happened? So he runs in his car to get to her, which was what Hula was talking about. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so she's, after she's made, made that call to herself, that message. Mm-hmm. He suddenly jumps in the back of the car, mm-hmm. really fucking badass, like he's mm-hmm. a superhero. Also probably because he's little, so he can like <laughs> jump into something like that, no problem. Um, and he says he's going to make the car fall off the cliff, because the ground won't hold them for much longer. Mm-hmm. And at that point, she's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And when you see that scene, it looks like such a hard, long fall. Yeah. Like that... That's not a little, like, boop. It looks like multiple stories. Yeah, it's kind of insane. So, of course, she's freaking out at this point. Mm -hmm. And he tells her pretty much to get a hold of herself, uh, look into his eyes, hold his hand, trust him. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, this part reminded me of Aladdin, where, like, (laughs) Aladdin is reaching at his hands, like, when he's trying to get, uh, what's-her-face? Jasmine. Jasmine's on the magic carpet, like, do you trust me? Or whatever. <laughs> I will show you the world. That whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. Except she doesn't want to. No, she doesn't want to see the world. She doesn't want to fucking go anywhere. She just wants to get out of that car. Mm-hmm. Um, so that whole time, she's still freaking out. She's not really listening to him. And she says she doesn't want to do it. And he ends up scaring her into letting her foot off the brake. By hitting the horn. Mm-hmm. And he deploys the airbag, and he, like, pushes her seat all the way back, mm-hmm. and then the car falls off the cliff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, when I first watched this with Alex, he was like, that's not how airbags work. <laughs> and, I mean, typical Alex. I know. Ruining a ship. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Especially one that she <laughs> Yeah, he has to one-up Shijin, mm-hmm. this fictional character. Um, no, I love them. I love both Alex and Shijin. <laughs> Which one? I love Alex more. <laughs> I, I have to get that on the record. Um, it's true, it's true. But I, I really like this shot because it all happens really quickly. Yeah. And you're kind of like, whoa, whoa, what? Like, yeah. what just happened? Anyway, the car, like, falls into the water, and I... 
wrote down that I want some Mythbusters like <laughs> for this because I want to know if is one, this possible? Yeah, what if a car would could survive the impact like and not have a ton of damage? Yeah, and if people could survive that fall in a car, I guess maybe because the car takes like the majority of the impact, mm-hmm. maybe. But I and it landed in water, right? Yeah. And so I guess it depends, like, how deep was that water and, like, what? Well, yeah, because you see, like, Shijin um, unbuckling her seatbelt and uh-huh. getting her out. Because he tells her to roll down the windows, I guess, mm-hmm. so they can get out easily. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know physics, but <laughs> maybe it has to do with, like, since since it's water and the car broke the, like, surface mm-hmm. tension of the water, maybe that's why it was not so bad. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. It's a K-drama. It's a K-drama, yeah. so we don't have to get into the physics of yeah. a car falling into the ocean. <laughs> um, but we do see Shijin carrying Mo Yan out of the water onto shore, and he performs mouth-to-mouth on her. And she comes to pretty quickly, and he asks if she's hurt anywhere. And I love this line. Where she says, how could I not be hurting? (laughs) Like, she just fell into the fucking ocean from a cliff. And she's immediately back to her feisty Mm -hmm, self. mm -hmm. And I really relate to her in this instance because I kind of do this thing where I bring up, like, all of the other, I guess, not as important things in a situation. Mm -hmm. Instead of just being thankful, like, that I survived. Like, for example, when I was in high school, I got a flat tire, and Alex came to help me fix it, Mm -hmm. and we were late to his cousin's graduation because of that, and I just kept apologizing to everyone, like, I'm sorry we were late, like, I'm sorry we were late, and not being like, Alex fixed my car for me, like, I, so, anyway, Moyan's like, what are we going to do about the car? Mm-hmm. Not like, this is in our car. Like, yeah. Like, amazing Dr. Daniel's car. <laughs> yeah. And she just like, you need to chill. And he clearly cares about her, but he has a couple <laughs> of creepy misogynistic, misogynistic lines. Again, kind of back to back. And it's, again, one of those instances where only he can pull these lines off. If you just read them on a transcript, you're like, Mm. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> so he teases her about leaving her alone and her ending up on the edge of a cliff. But, I mean, she's a super competent doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that could have happened to anyone who was recklessly using their, their phone. phone. <laughs> or even not, even not just being on their phone. Like, I'm not a good driver, and I think I would have, like, freaked out if I saw a big truck coming. Mm-hmm. And then he drives them back to base, and when he gets there, he offers her his jacket and tells her to put it on because he can see through her clothes (laughs) and she asks why he's just giving it to her now and he says because I already saw everything and he kind of has some comment about how he doesn't want the other guys seeing her and again it makes sense like realistically like he carried her out of the ocean Mm -hmm. like he did already see everything but also like that's really embarrassing for her yeah yeah I made note that it is a funny scene, but it also made me cringe quite a bit, and I don't think I would be very polite to a dude that said that to me, especially mm-hmm. one that I'm, like, on and off with, and, like, we can't really seem to see eye to eye on things, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I would be pretty, like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah, well, I would like, be like, this is not okay. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't get to see this. 
Um, at that point, we end up cutting to a mansion-looking place, mm-hmm. and we see um, that fucking guy from the solar plant, Richard, <laughs> um, and August is there. They're in the same room. There's a bunch of other gang members, mm-hmm. and somebody shoots the guy standing next to Richard, mm-hmm. and he's holding onto his leg while dying, and it's really dark and fucked up. Yeah, um, and, like, Richard kind of, like, kicks him away. Yeah, it's corpse. Sounds about right for this guy. So again, like I said earlier, fuck Richard. He's an asshole. asshole. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Richard gives August a small package, which turns out to be diamonds, but when I first watched it, I thought it was going to be cocaine Mm -hmm. or something, and I'm like, diamonds. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And I was wondering if this was maybe like another censorship thing, like they needed to make them deal something something, but it couldn't be drugs or more weapons Mm -hmm. because that would be too intense so they're like diamonds okay (laughs) anyway august gives him money and he tells to he tells richard to bring the next delivery in a week even though the previous arrangement was 10 days and august is like a super dick and he's really threatening and i kind of almost feel like maybe he had a mental breakdown or something because he seems a little unhinged mm-hmm. at this point like i'm sure nearly dying in that previous yeah backstory flashback stuff did not do him any fucking good yeah like maybe to see the person who saved you die right in front of your eyes like, yeah i'm sure that is and whatever torture he endured yeah. And how long he was there. Like, none of that is told to us right now. I don't know mm-hmm. if that ever will be told, but it wasn't a good situation, I'm no. sure. And it kind of seems like he's on drugs because mm-hmm. he's like pointing a gun. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think just a finger gun at one point. I don't know. He, like I said, he seems a little unhinged. So we leave the mansion area and we cut to the construction manager, the nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting after a young worker for slacking off and taking naps on the job, <laughs> which I would love to work on a site that big where I could, like, hide. Hide somewhere. <laughs> when I worked at Old Navy, I would hide in the bathroom sometimes nice. because I was like, no one can find me here. Nice. Um, so I, I, I love that guy. He's like, I'm just going to take a nap real quick. <laughs> so while they are, you know, talking about mm-hmm. him sleeping on the job, Richard walks by, and he's really pale, and he looks really upset, and the construction manager asks if he's okay, and about his driver, which I guess we can assume is the Mm -hmm. guy who died on him, and again, he's like, being a dick, and he basically tells the construction manager to mind his own business and focus on the job, and the young slacker kid notices blood on the chief manager's pant leg and socks as he's, like, walking into the office. A pretty big, like, splatter of blood, too. I know. Those pants. <laughs> like, you wouldn't notice that before you. Yeah. Left. You wouldn't feel all that wet on your heels. <laughs> Maybe he's, like, so shaken focused. and yeah. yeah. This brings us yeah. to our fashion report. Yes, God! So, I wanted to bring it up here because mm-hmm. you get a really great look at Richard's <laughs> shoes as he's walking mm-hmm. up when you get a look at the blood stain. His heels are really high. Did you notice that? Yes. And this is probably like 
an issue he has with height and yeah. thinking like taller people are more important or uh-huh. noticed more or seen as being like better. Yeah. And yeah. so to him, he if, I wanna, if, I wanna, yeah, if I want to look the part, if I want to be as badass as I'm like fronting, I got to mm-hmm. have the height on me too. Yeah. I, I wrote down that they looked like ballroom dancing <laughs> shoes. Um, then I really liked the outfit Moyan was wearing in town. Mm-hmm. I think she's wearing like a button-up denim skirt or yes. something, and just a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. But I like seeing her in skirts and not wide leg pants like we usually see. Yeah, her. and we do end up seeing her in those later on. Wide leg pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said again, Moyan with the wide leg <laughs> pants. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I noted that nothing on her is ever really truly form fitting. Mm-hmm. It's either, like, these wide leg pants or, like, a baggier shirt that's still, like, a nice-looking t-shirt, mm-hmm. not just a regular one, like, Old Navy or something. <laughs> but it's, like, a nice t-shirt, but it's just a little bit more baggy. Yeah. But I did note in that other look with the wide leg pants, her earrings were super cute. And they have, like, it's a very thin silver, mm-hmm. and it's in the shape of a square, but the way it's placed oh, on yeah. it, it's almost like a diamond shape. Uh-huh. Those are really cute. Yeah. Those stood out to me. She has great earrings. Yeah. Throughout. Oh, I wrote down, Dr. Daniel really pulls off the white t-shirt and jeans look. Yeah, I agree. And August is a douchey-looking dude. Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with fashion. He dresses douchey. Yeah. Just like how Richard dresses like he shops at Express Men. (laughs) It's all part of the personality. Mm -hmm. And last little thing I wrote was... Moyan is really making me want to get bangs again. Mm-hmm. And I noticed, but, like, don't, because you hate them in a week like I did. I know. <laughs> I got bangs, like, four or five months ago. I don't even remember when. And I was like, cool. And then I hated them, like, three days later, because my stupid cowlick started mm-hmm. to come back. It's like, fuck these bangs. And they're, they've taken so long to grow. Like, they're, like, halfway down my cheek now. Still not the right length. I just, I want to be able to pull all of my hair back, and I can't. I feel really thankful because this is one of the first times in my life where I can, like, put all of my hair into a ponytail or something, but a lot of the, like, K-pop girls or girls in K-dramas, they have bangs, and I'm like... They all look so cute. They do, and for a while, I was kind of wanting those... Zoe Deschanel, like, really thick mm-hmm, bangs, but mm-hmm. a lot of the K-pop girls, it seems that they have similar hair types to mm-hmm. me, and so their bangs are really thin and wispy, and I'm like, oh, that's how I can have bangs, because before I was trying to have these, like, really thick, I guess, hipster girl bangs, uh-huh. and so I was like, I'm gonna need to cut bangs, like, half on my All head the way back, yeah, in order to get that look, but I probably shouldn't get bangs. That's kind I of... I mean, since you're half Korean and you have similar hair, you could probably pull it off okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas my hair is, like, naturally really wavy and just, like, a fucking bird's nest. <laughs> <laughs> and I have that natural, um... Cowlick? Cowlick, thank you. I literally yeah. just said that. <laughs> so my bangs don't want to sit still Way on flat. my forehead. Yeah. Yeah, my issue is my hair is so straight that they kind of just, like shoot mm-hmm. forward <laughs> so then maybe a wispier one would work better maybe i'll i'll have to do something but i think my hair is kind of at an awkward length so maybe i should grow it out a little bit more think on it more i will but this is not my haircut talk this is <laughs> <laughs> still part of fashion and i guess <laughs> korean fashion and hairstyles a part of fashion whatever it works it works we'll keep it in okay <laughs> so 
Uh, we cut back to Moyan and Shijin in the dining area again. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of, I guess, warming up by the fire. Quite cute. Mm-hmm. And he brings her coffee, and she calls him a pervert, which, <laughs> again, thank you. She's great. I also said, again, he's kind of a creep, but lovable, question mark. <laughs> and she brings up the color of her bra. He asks if it was black, and she says, it's navy. Which, I guess, navy is more conservative than a black I, I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was kind of a weird comment to make. <laughs> but they have a, a cute little back and forth banter um, about how Moyang cares about Shijin now that he has saved her life and she offers him anti-anxiety meds <laughs> in case he needs to calm down. And then somehow the conversation goes back to him saving people. Mm-hmm. Or like he has a saving people Always, thing. always goes back to this. Yeah, and he, she asks if he got to save Private Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we again see the flashback of his mentor being shot and dying after saving him in August. And I, at this point we can kind of piece together that August is Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. And he tells her that he did save him, but he regrets he regrets saving him. At this point, she's pieced it together that he lied to her about going back to headquarters and that the gunshots were from him and she heard it from the hardware store. I guess because the amount of time it took him to get yeah. to her, you know, it just doesn't add up. And he <laughs> does this thing where he asks her to just trust him, which I think is kind of messed up because it's like, how can I trust you when all you do is tell me, like, I can't know something mm-hmm. or you're lying to me? Mm-hmm. I, again, they need to go to couples counseling or something. <laughs> they're not even a couple. Like. No. So she tells him that the more she learns about him, the more complicated everything gets. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly power goes out and they have a cute little banter moment again because they're just fucking back and forth. Mm-hmm. He jokes with her about not trying anything funny or he'll shout. Mm-hmm. Typical Shijin. Mm-hmm. Little jokes, being cute, whatever. And she's looking at him like she clearly likes him and the lights come back on and he calls her out on it. Mm-hmm. And he's basically asking like, how long were you looking at me like that? She's mm-hmm. like, like, what? How was I looking at you? And he's like, like you, and he says something like, like you couldn't look anywhere else or like mm-hmm. you couldn't stop interesting little cute back and forth moment but again I'm like come on just I know fucking decide they have such great chemistry mm-hmm. that you want them to be together but at the same time it's like y'all fucking suck at being in a relationship mm-hmm. <laughs> so um while he's calling her out on her looking at him mm-hmm. uh she kind of throws it back on him like He's probably dated a lot of girls, or girls probably love him. Mm-hmm. And he brings up how she's always staring at the at the shirtless soldiers <laughs> running in the morning, <laughs> which I is love, really funny. I love that. Part. Yeah, and then it cuts to them getting the car towed mm-hmm. back to Doctor Daniel, and she's standing there looking so embarrassed, so concerned, like, "Oh my God, what is this guy gonna think of me?" Mm-hmm. And he tells her, "Doctor Daniel can fix anything." But I'm not quite sure about that. Because he's, like, staring at the car all around. And then he kind of just falls on the ground. Mm-hmm. And it shows, like, water just, like, dripping down everywhere from the car. And like, the car door falls off. Yeah. 
So it's really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I think that silly music is also playing in that moment, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After the whole car is falling apart, uh, we cut to Dr. Daniel giving uh, Mo Yan and Shijin a little crate of walkie-talkies. And Shijin is teaching Mo Yan how to use the walkie-talkies. They're being all flirty, and they're talking about call signs and stuff like that. Then Yemju walks in, and I love Mo Yan's face when she <laughs> sees her. Like, she changes her face mm-hmm. immediately, like, to being all flirty to, I don't know, like, who's this? And, yeah. <laughs> Why is she here? This bitch. So, Myungju jokes that she came to marry Shijin <laughs> when he asks why she's there, and he freaks out, and she teases him for it. I love Myungju and Shijin's mm-hmm. relationship, too. Yeah. I think the whole cast has really good chemistry with each other. Nothing feels really awkward. You kind of get the sense that they've been friends for a really long time, but neither of them have romantic feelings for each Mm -hmm, other, mm -hmm. which I appreciate. I like that there's not really a love triangle, because in a lot of Korean dramas, there's a classic love triangle, Hmm. whereas this one, it's almost like Myeongju's dad and Shijin (laughs) and Moya. It's the dad's dream, not hers. Exactly. So Moyeon gets up to leave because she's had enough of mm-hmm. this, and Myeongju tries to shake her hand and suggest that they start fresh and put the past behind them. And then Moyeon is super cold back to her and tells her, quote, I don't have the hands to shake uh, because she's carrying the creative radios, and she doesn't heart- have the heart to forgive her either. And then Moyeon just walks out, and I wrote down, Moyeon is savage. She is, yeah. I love her. So, Shijin's face after Mo Young burns Myungju <laughs> is so great because he looks almost smug mm-hmm. and like, that's my girl. Yeah. And she's not really, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my girl. Yeah. <laughs> after that, Shijin asks Myungju about how they know each other, but Myungju won't tell him, and she keeps joking with him, saying that she's not a fan of Mo Young. And I'm definitely interested in if they'll ever do any sort of flashbacks, like they've done with Shijin in the past, mm-hmm. about what actually happened between these two characters. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like, obviously, they probably went to school together. Mm-hmm. These are both doctors. And she mentioned to her friend about um, her, like, stealing... And she hasn't mentioned it to Shijin, about her being good at, like, breaking up relationships or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's obvious she broke up a relationship that Moyan had, it seems. Yeah. But I'm interested in like a full story on that. Yeah. Not just like little bits here and there. Yeah, I kinda think the um in the first episode she said that Myungju came to train with them mm-hmm. for a little bit. So I think they were kind of her mentors for yeah. a little bit. And again it seems like Myung or Moyan is being sensitive because her friend's like, You weren't even dating that guy. <laughs> But we don't know what's going on yeah. yet, but it kind of seems like Moyan's being salty, and it's not... She really took whatever that was that happened to heart, and yeah. can't get past it, can't let it go. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't seem like a super serious thing, mm-hmm. though, so... Yeah, I'm excited to see. Yeah, they happened. have a lot of flashbacks, so I'm hoping that they end up flashbacking mm-hmm. to that. Um, so while they're in the room, just continuing their conversation, Moyan is outside of the room, doors closed, and she's trying to listen through the door with her stethoscope. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The young doctor walks by, sees her, and teases her by doing the exact same thing, because he's adorable and mm-hmm. silly. And then it cuts back to Myungju and Shijin catching up, and we learn that Shijin will be going home sooner than planned. 
to attend his father's retirement ceremony. Mm-hmm. And Myungju suggests that it's because the general loves Shijin and wants him to be his son-in-law, so he's extra considerate, which sounds about right. Mm-hmm. This guy is so in love with him. Myungju um, also reveals that she keeps trying to reach Young, but he won't answer her calls. And then Shijin kind of pulls out his phone, and he's like, oh, really? Like, he talks to me all the time. Mm-hmm. And he kind of puts the phone up to his ear, and he starts talking. And she's like, he picked up? Mm-hmm. He's like, mm, no, no answer. <laughs> like, this really funny, cute, but also sad moment. Uh-huh. So, yeah, she, like, gets super excited. Like, maybe I'll hear his voice again. Mm-hmm. No, not today. Then we get to see Sodayan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's training a bunch of newbie special forces soldiers, and he looks really tough. And this part kind of confuses me, slash it's scary, because they're doing, I guess, target practice, Mm -hmm. and he's just walking across the field while these dudes are shooting, which, I mean, okay. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Um, Basically, he's talking to them about how a command comes before their life, army stuff, yada Mm -hmm. yada, and I think this part is just there to emphasize how committed you have to be to be a special forces soldier. Then we see Myungju's dad brings Soda Young in for a status report about how the trainees are doing, mm-hmm. and he casually lets him know that he's thinking of transferring Shijin out of the field and onto a base or a defense ministry position so he can stay out of trouble and network and kind of advance his career, which I think is kind of an awkward thing to do. Because yeah. everyone knows that the general wants Shijin to marry Myungju. And so at this and again, everyone knows that So the Young and Myungju are in love with each other. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's he's kind of rubbing it in So mm-hmm. Young's face like, Yeah, you're just training people and I want this guy to marry my daughter so much that I'm going to transfer him yeah. to a place where he can advance his career. And I'm like, why are you telling him that? Like, just... Yeah, part of me was wondering if maybe he's telling him that because Sadiang is technically, like, second in command. Maybe. So maybe if Shijin's not there anymore, then he takes his position mm-hmm. in that role. But it could go either way. It could be both reasons, you know? That's like, true. one, he gets to tell him, like, you will then be the one in charge. But also, mm-hmm. two, like, you don't have a chance with my daughter. So That's true. just remember that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, then he tells So Young that Myungju told him that the transfer order for Young to go back to Korea was unjust, and So Young tells the general that he agrees with Myungju. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely, again, a sad moment. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically tells her father that he will not keep fighting for her because he knows the commander is being sincere in his concern for Myungju and her future, and he cares about her future also. So because he cares about her and her future, he's willing to sacrifice his own happiness for her success and her own happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we hear a voiceover from Young Ju's letter that she wrote to Sada Young, and it's this sort of bittersweet moment. Mm-hmm. And while she's talking in the voiceover, he's, getting, he's walking, he stops, mm-hmm. and he gets a phone call from her, and he's kind of looking at it, trying to decide what do I do, mm-hmm. ultimately doesn't answer. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's just their love story being totally fucked. Yeah. Her <sighs> her letter to him is, like, 
if you're reading this letter, I guess we never got to meet up again, mm-hmm. and... My father kept us apart again. hmm And I think in the letter she mentioned something about, like, will we keep fighting? Like, will mm-hmm. we keep trying this? Mm-hmm. And after he just told the general, like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this anymore, it's, it's a real heartbreaker. <laughs> so then we cut back to the young doctor and... Myungju having a really funny interaction. He <laughs> comes up to her and asks her about being an army surgeon since he's going to have to join the army soon. And they have a bit of a back and forth and he asks him if he's flirting with her and he says no, he just wants to like get more information and he thinks the dilemma of being an army doctor is interesting. And then he's like, second, you're not that pretty. <laughs> so... It's funny because he's so, like, clueless and mm-hmm, sweet, mm-hmm. but he's just like, you're not pretty, is so matter-of-fact. Yeah, like, like, he doesn't realize what that means or how that makes a person feel. Yeah. Instead, he could have just been like, no, like, I just wanted to know, like, I'm engaged, yeah. or I have a baby on the way, like, I just, I just wanted to ask you a question. Uh-huh. Instead, it's like, no, you're not yeah, pretty. You're not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone ever tell you you're not very pretty? <laughs> Yeah, I love Myungju's reactions the whole time, though, because she's, like, really bummed about her relationship with Sae Young, and she seems like she's just kind of over everything, and then this young guy comes up to her and is asking her all these annoying questions, and then tells her that she's not pretty is just kind of the icing on the cake, yeah. I guess, of her shit life or yeah, shitty day. Yeah, shit day, yeah. And at that moment, of course, Moyon comes up, and so adds to your shitty day. You mm-hmm. have this person who said that they didn't want to like make amends with you, mm-hmm. um, and she tells the young doctor that he has good high standards. And then her and Myungju are kind of going at it back and forth. And I think by high standards, like no, you wouldn't be interested in her. Mm-hmm. Like you're much better than her. Yeah. Um, Myungju ends up walking away and Moyeon, I, I don't remember what she said at that point when Myungju, like, is already walking off, mm-hmm. but she tells the young doctor that she won and they should go to their meeting. Like, she's acting like she didn't hear me, but I said it loud enough so she could. Uh-huh. And <laughs> the younger doctor's just like, uh, are you sure you won? Like, what, what point did you win? What yeah. part? <laughs> what happened? What did you say to me? Yeah. <laughs> At the medical staff meeting, um, they're all in the dining area, and they're using those walkie-talkies that Dr. Daniel gave them, mm-hmm. and Moyan's call sign is Pretty One. Yeah, I noted that in other um, subtitles, mm-hmm. I think on Netflix, they translated her call sign to Beauty. Mm, okay. Um, but anyway, just throwing that in there. Either way, they're both a little strange and mm-hmm. slightly cringy, mm-hmm. and I don't know if those are, like names that people give themselves when they're doing this like big boss like did Mm -hmm. he come up with that himself or did somebody call him big boss because he's actually little boss (laughs) so like i don't know who came up with these names but uh, a little interesting to give yourself a name of pretty one yeah i was thinking maybe it translates to pretty one but the connotation of that word Mm -hmm. is different in korean maybe i don't know anyway chijin comes downstairs and he surprises her slash embarrasses her by calling her pretty one in front of her staff. And he tells her that he wants to talk. And I love the faces of the staff when he calls her pretty one. And when I was taking notes for this episode, I paused it. And 
you just see um, Lee Chi Hoon, the young doctor, mm-hmm. and the old doctor, they're just, like, staring at Shi Jin. Like, huge smiles. Yeah. The younger one especially. He's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's really cute. Exciting. Yeah. And so while all of them are really, like, happy and excited with huge mm-hmm. grins, I, I noted that these are the moments of the show where, like, to myself, I'm like, Because <laughs> it's, like, really exciting and cute and adorable. Uh-huh. But also, like, if I was in her position, I would be very embarrassed. Uh-huh. Oh, like, yeah. oh, my God, what the fuck? <laughs> but that's obviously how she feels, too. Uh-huh. Because she does her usual thing where she gets up and walks out <laughs> and tells Shijin that he shouldn't talk to her like that since it's disrespectful to the um, woman he came to marry, or he, who came to marry him. Yeah, like, Shijin, or Moyan is so... Not salty, but she's mm-hmm. like, I will throw something back in your face yeah. so quick. Also, we cut to the older doctor, Dr. Song, mm-hmm. bringing up the relationship between Shijin and Moyan to Nurse Hong. Um, and they're they're in the supply closet restocking. And he says, like, there's something going on between them, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, like, there's something going on between us. And she kind of looks at him like, what? Mm-hmm. something going on between us like kitty <laughs> i love them i know they're so cute i want more of them mm-hmm. give me more scenes with the two of them mm-hmm. and at that point he gets offended and i don't know like how much is him really being offended how much of him how much of it is him being silly uh-huh. but he starts acting really immature and messes up her shelf that she was setting up <laughs> yeah and he walks out and she kind of just stares like what the fuck <laughs> Yeah, he, I think he says something like, I'm messing it up for you, Nurse Ha, or like, he, he says something, so he's not actually, like, messing stuff up, he's just kind of, like, tapping a bunch of boxes. And like, little things are just kind falling. of moving around yeah. slightly. After the supply closet incident, we cut to Dr. Daniel, he's fixing the car with the Korean girl, who is his wife, question mark, yeah. because... She is called his wife, and he calls her his wife, but she keeps saying, like, I'm not your wife. <laughs> so we don't really know what's going on with them. Um, but they're flirting while he's fixing the car, and she says that she finds him sexier when he's holding a scalpel than when he's holding a wrench. And he says that only Asian girls think that way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. I, I lulled when he said that. <laughs> Um, but he says, in the West, if he's wearing overalls and holding a wrench, it's game over. And she kind of gets offended by that. Like, uh-huh. where are you that, like, you're you're seeing these things? <laughs> yeah. She gets really upset. Uh-huh. He gets into the car to start working with it, trying to make it work, and he asks her to bring him the door, the door that fell down earlier. Mm-hmm. And I noted that it was really funny when she's attempting to carry the door, because the door is, like two times her size, uh-huh. and she's, like, hobbling with this big door, and she can barely move it, and it's a very quick scene, but uh-huh. it made me laugh a lot, because she looks ridiculous. Yeah, we get a lot of these, like, little comedic relief mm-hmm, scenes mm-hmm. that don't really move the story for, but they're just, like... They're just funny. Yeah, they're just fun to see this little, like, world of characters yeah. being fun with each other. Um, after that moment, we go back on the base, and Shijin is packing while the medical staff is playing around in the Medicube, mm-hmm. and they're all using their walkie-talkies, and they're pretending to be soldiers and pretending to do all this other bullshit, mm-hmm. and he can hear everything, mm-hmm. and he's kind of just looking around and kind of daydreaming, and it's obvious he's having a hard time packing and getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. Moyan ends up finding out that he is, in fact, leaving early, and she gets upset. 
they end up meeting, and he tells her that he's actually leaving the next day. Mm-hmm. So she's even more upset because not only is she the last to know, but also he's already going to leave. Like, mm-hmm. she has basically no time to process and prepare herself for the fact that he's going to leave again. Mm-hmm. Um, he asks her if her feelings are still complicated, and she doesn't respond. He asks her if he should apologize to her for kissing her without consent. Or, I, said, I said, which, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Or if he should confess his feelings for her. Mm-hmm. And then You Are My Everything plays. And we get the slow motion shots of them staring at each other. And then the episode's over. How <sighs> will she decide? I don't know. We have to watch with this that episode. One, <laughs> with that one, I don't know. Those two. Who knows? Who knows? But again, I'm like, when I was watching this on Netflix, I think for the first time, I was like, next. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to work tomorrow, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm sure if I wasn't thinking about this in terms of episodes and taking notes and stuff, I'd mm-hmm. be like, okay, let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to, like, get ahead of myself uh-huh. and then start talking about things that aren't even in the episode, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I need to not watch more. Yeah, I need to pace yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I just finished Live slash cool. Live recently, and... That one didn't have a ton of cliffhangers. It had a few, but I definitely did that thing where I'm like, okay, it's 11.30 now, and the episodes are an hour long. I think if I just sleep in a little, and I just don't wear (laughs) makeup to work the next time, I can watch another episode. I swear, the cliffhangers are what get me, because I need resolution. Yeah, when I'm watching something like binging something on Netflix or DVD or something, Mm -hmm. I've never seen it before. I can watch the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so easy for me. Whereas Andrew's like, I have to stop. I know. Like I can't. I can't be. I can't sit here anymore. I gotta. I gotta do something else. And I'm like, let's watch another one. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. I know. Alex made a comment like that too. Because literally, I think you know those. Have you seen Wally? Mm-hmm. Like you know those like little paws. <laughs> That could be us. Yeah. Absolutely. I could just, like, I could live in a bed. I'm a total couch potato. Yeah. And, like, just put anything on TV in front of me, and I will watch it. Yeah. I Like I just told you before we started recording, Mm -hmm. I was watching Making Murder. I started it, like, I think it, I think they released it on, like, a Thursday or Friday, and I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Friday. And I spent, like, basically the whole night watching, the whole next Saturday, Mm -hmm. and then Andrew decided, like, I want to watch... I was like, oh, okay. And so I'm still here, like, trying to get through the episodes, and we finally caught up last night with where I was. Mm-hmm. I was two episodes away from finishing, and I had to put a pause on that. That's love. It's, it's so hard. That's definitely love. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. Oh, good TV. Uh, too much TV. Yes. Anyway, I love you moments. Yes. Go to the last segment here. I love you. I love you. I will always love you. I love you. Do you want to read what our what the I love you moment is? Yes, my slash our. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I agree. I love you moment of this episode is the letter that Myungi writes to Sonyoung. We have had several I love you moments that are like sad I love you moments, <laughs> yes. unrequited I love you mm-hmm. moments. Um, but I think her letter really illustrates their relationship mm-hmm. well like it you can tell that they both really love each other 
and there are just so many obstacles in their path and it's kind of one of those things where are they going to get past it is it worth getting mm-hmm. past all, all this things? hurt mm-hmm. yeah is it worth the work that it's going to take mm-hmm. and ultimately yes like they love each other mm-hmm. and you know you can't really get past that yeah yeah i 100% agree with that um, and I noted that Mulyan and Shijin, like I said before, are always so hot and cold, like, constantly. Mm-hmm. And they give me vibes of, like, a high school couple mm-hmm. that just can't fucking get it together. Yeah. And I get to a point where I'm just like, again, either fucking do it or don't. I'm tired. <laughs> Figure it out. Uh-huh. And I know that they're, like, the main characters, and the whole thing is a will they or won't they, as we said in our intro mm-hmm. ep. Um... But I personally have a feeling that, yes, they will, Mm -hmm. because they're the main characters, so naturally my brain goes to, like, what I've seen in past TV shows, like American TV shows or American movies, you know, like, Uh that will there, won't they usually end with they they will. Yes. Um, And so right now, honestly, I'm more interested in seeing Myungju and Sadayang. Yeah. And I really want to see their love story, and I really want to see them, like, thrive and be happy love each other yeah that's what I want (laughs) their story is definitely more compelling because they're not in the same place like they're never really in the same place Mm -hmm. so you're just seeing this like one-sided story Mm -hmm. but from both sides if that makes sense whereas Shijin and Mo Young are finally back together again but they still can't make it work it's like guys (laughs) and whereas with Mo Young and uh Shijin it's the two of them just not being able to communicate effectively. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the other side of things, these two would probably like come back together in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. but you have other forces pulling them away. Exactly. And so that's a really big problem. Mm-hmm. Like, Shijin and Moyan, they are each other, or they are their own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Almost like mm-hmm. the only thing stopping their relationship is themselves. Whereas, yeah, like you said, Myungju and Sonyang have all these really rough and like intense I guess mm-hmm. external forces that it's really hard to overcome yeah not only your father but the fucking commander yeah who's in charge of like both of your jobs exactly he has a say in everything that happens in your life technically mm-hmm. not only on a personal level but on a professional yeah level. it's really intense it's like what do you do in that situation yeah and for so <sighs> young who loves being in the military mm-hmm. and from past conversations we can kind of glean that he may not be good at doing anything else really like yeah. you know he didn't go to college and so this at is this, his life yeah at this point like this is what he has and it seems like he loves his military job and he loves his military family mm-hmm. but you know at what cost <laughs> so that's like a hulu synopsis right there exactly <laughs> maybe hulu should hire me to write there i would gladly I would gladly watch all of the Hulu shows and write their synopses. <laughs> there you go, Hulu. Hire <laughs> me, please. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so you've seen the whole series. I have. So you already know everything. Yes. Um, what do I think will happen? Or what do I want to, to happen in future eps? Mm-hmm. I will say, um, I want more. <laughs> Setting up with <laughs> Mochi. I just want more of them. Yeah. I, um, no spoilies, but their relationship continues to remain interesting, basically, okay. until the end of the show. Cool. Okay. Good so, to know. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I know we'll see more of the gangster dudes, and obviously now, 
Richard. Richard. Um, they introduced him. He's an asshole. Uh-huh. He's affiliated with August, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I pronounce that. August. August. It's almost like August. But yeah. Like and then I also like look at the text, uh-huh. and it makes me think of Agnes without <laughs> the N, and so I want to say Ag, not Og. Uh-huh. It throws me off. Very confusing. Yeah. The the spelling of the names is. Because I can say, like, Irk and August, but the way they spell them in the subtitles, I'm like, that's not how you spell that. (laughs) Irk? Yeah. Richard? (laughs) But yeah, I'm sure we're going to see more of that guy again. Mm -hmm. And more flashbacks. We'll see, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we get a flashback every app. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm excited. Sames. Um, yeah, so that's app five. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll be doing F6 in a week. Yes, every Monday. It would be so phenomenal if you <laughs> rated us and subscribe, give us five stars. Tell your friends who love K-dramas. Yes. Or if they don't know what a K-drama is, introduce them because I didn't know what a K-drama was. Mm-hmm. Basically, everyone loves K-dramas. They just don't know it. They, exactly. My mom convinced her boyfriend to watch K-dramas and then he ended up liking them. Mm-hmm. They may not seek them out when you're not watching with them, mm-hmm. but they will be entertained yeah. while you're watching. Yeah, if we didn't have to leave the other day, I'm sure my parents would have watched quite a few. My dad especially. My dad is a big General Hospital fan. So, <laughs> he's like a 67-year-old dude. for the drama. Yeah, no, he's like a 67-year-old dude, and he, like, has General Hospital being recorded on the TV, so he can, like, watch all these eps later on. And That's my so brother's great. like, what the fuck? <laughs> Can't you watch something better? And I'm like, yes, he can, actually. He can watch a good drama. A K-drama. <laughs> so I need to, like, get my Hulu account set up again and mm-hmm. give him my login. Like, watch it on Hulu. He can uh, guest on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, I guess, like you said, that'll do it for us. Mm-hmm. Follow us all the places and let us know what you think. If we said something wrong, let us know. I'd be happy we'll to correct it. it. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, we're not making any claims of being the best Koreans or Korean at all in your case. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying our best. We want to learn. Let us know. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.